I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those drivers' actions. You deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Hope you have a great day. Can't wait to get outside these studio walls, but we are having fun. Hanging out with you, Rajim Seabrook. What up? Riding shotgun with me, Colter Nuanas. Just don't shoot me. <laughs> Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Friday. A lot of laughs to be had. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. That's why I'm wearing a t-shirt. Is this green? That's green on there, right? Dude, that is that is like gold, like the yellow brick See, road. I, don't know, I got nothing. My I spilled on my other green shirt. That's green, right? That's very green. All right, I'll put my green shirt back on. That's like Michigan State I Sparty never green. wear t-shirts on the show and then i think i'm wearing my tommy want wingy shirt because it's green what's on the back not. i don't know nothing i don't think nada nothing not a moose <laughs> happy holidays if you are celebrating or uh, happy almost spring day because the sun's been out for a couple days in a row for the first time in i don't know seven months four more days <laughs> four more days to officially spring so can't wait for that i uh, missed it in the first hour of the show you can uh, always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented mm-hmm. by Blackfoot Communications. Visit yep. goblackfoot.com. Do we have any finals? We've got to be close. Also presented by the M Store, uh, or they're all grills all the time, and the MSU Bookstore. UConn destroys Iona, 87-63. So that Ooh, one uh, is final. Games still upcoming. TCU, Arizona State. It's a big one for me because I got TCU going all the way to the Final Four. Uh, Gonzaga and Grand Canyon could be an interesting one as well. Zags are, uh, I think, 13.5-point favorites, but uh, Grand Canyon's been pretty good. They're solid. Out of a, a league, though, that's kind of like the big sky in the whack. that's just kind of uphill sledding when they get to the tournament. Other finals, I don't know if we fully told you about. Pitt beats Iowa State. We did talk about Iowa State not being able to score the ball, uh, but that one's final. Marquette, no trouble with Vermont. They were only 10.5-point favorites. The Chaka uh, Smarts squad was. So a little disrespect there. Don't look now, but Fairleigh Dickinson up 11-9 to nine on Purdue. What? I think Purdue's losing in the next round, the following round, uh, the second round. But um, that's an interesting one. What do you think of Purdue? I mean, that was, that's been what all the analysts have been talking about all week is how Purdue, the number one team out of the Big Ten, one of the number one seeds, is a total paper tiger. Do you agree? Oh, house of cards. In a tornado with a tsunami coming behind it. It's it's interesting because we're going to talk a little bit about the big sky and their struggles in the tournament. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's a, a little bit of a similar narrative there with the Big Ten. To win the Big Ten, you need to be the biggest and strongest team. Purdue is the big is the biggest team for sure. They're the biggest team in college basketball. Yes. I mean, their starting center is 7-4. I mean, he, yep. is, he is an enormous Ginormous. person. Your greatest advantage, Purdue, their size and strength, becomes your biggest disadvantage in the tournament because you play teams that are so much more athletic than you. I think that's why everybody's sitting there with, with, uh, picking against Purdue because if Purdue, if, if they do get past Fairleigh Dickinson, they're going to have to play the winner of Memphis and Florida Atlantic. Those are two of the most athletic teams in the entire tournament. And then if you do get past that round, you're going to eventually have to play probably Duke. You're eventually going to have to run into Marquette or Kansas State somewhere down the line. And those teams are all just going to be athletically just a huge advantage over Purdue. You see my bracket? That's why they don't make it past the next round, brother. 
The athleticism uh, between these teams is it's just ridiculous. Uh, that is, that's, you know, going back to the Big Sky Conference, the one thing that I see as a difference is some of the athleticism that is on full display in some of these other conferences. And Purdue does not match up well athletically, size-wise. I mean, behemoths is the word that once, that, you know, comes to the forefront of my mind. But I think uh, in tournaments like this, that size starts to wear down quicker um, in back-to-back games or every other day games, rather. And it'll be interesting to see if they, uh, if they survive the weekend. Our tournament takeover, almost always, last four years, we've had the pleasure of coming to you courtside at the NCAA tournament. We will do that because uh, Andrew Houghton will join us uh, via the uh, the telephone line here in just a little while. I'm just moving this so people can see your pretty face on TV. Oh, don't do that to them. They don't need this stuff. Don't go to hey, the television. Your kids will be scared. You'll be up all night. Anybody that's watching this for the, uh, the aesthetic appeal, I'm sorry. Uh, we're just here to... For yes. the dull set tones, right? Great voices, the perfect turn it on is perfect face noise. for radio. That's right. Uh, thanks to all of our great sponsors, including Uptop Clothing. Yes, Visit sir. teamuptop.com. Use the checkout code ESPN5. Get $5 off all your purchases all month long. And uh, we're going to have a uh, big giveaway, including a bunch of Uptop prizes here uh, as well. The Big Sky Conference in men's basketball has the longest streak of losses without a win in the NCAA tournament of any league out of the 32 Division I leagues. Now, there's a caveat there. There's a couple of the leagues, like the SWAC, for example, that have NCAA tournament wins the last couple of years because they've had to play in the play-in game and win the play-in game. Like Texas Southern won the play-in game two years in a row before losing to Texas A&M Corpus, Corpus Christi. But the SWAC technically has three straight years of NCAA tournament wins, although they're playing in the 16. So we'll start there. A win is a it, win is a win. Is, is it better for the big... So here's where we're at. The big sky has been stuck between a 13 and a 15 seed ever since Montana beat Nevada. Part of why Montana was able to beat Nevada in 2006 was they were a 12 seed. They got a 12-5 matchup. That's way better than getting the... 314 or the 215 that the league is so accustomed to getting. Mm-hmm. You're playing a top five team if you get a two seed, if you get a 15 seed, right? Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're playing a two seed, you're going to get smashed almost certainly. Oh, unless, absolutely. Unless you're Arizona. <laughs> but Or Drake, according right, to Coulter. For sure. But the draw has got into it for sure. It's, it's been detrimental to the big sky's mm-hmm. um, odds. Um, but would it be better for the league to be worse? If the league was worse and the Big Sky champion, Montana State's got a 14 seed two years in a row. The mm-hmm. Grizz that had great teams had 14 and 15 seeds. Would it be better for the league to be worse and had, get the play-in game and then get you know some exposure playing in Dayton on a Wednesday night on national TV? Absolutely. You think so? I think so too. I think because it it, it also knocks off some rust, so to say. Sure. And what I mean by rust, everyone, is it, it it gets rid of the jitters. It gets rid of the the the. The yips, the hips, the hiccups, uh, and sometimes when 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 Goliath is looking at da- you know Davy's looking at Goliath, that's hard. Yeah, like there, there's this psychological like man, we're just we got this. I just, you know I hope we win. When you have more of a even playing field, I think that you play a little harder, and that prepares you to play harder into that into the tournament. So if if Big Sky become if the conference was you know became part of the playoff or play in aspect of it, then. Uh, I think they would be better off for it. No, it's now ESPN Radio. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I think to, to kind of get off the schneid, it would help. The schneid? You, you do I love get, it. You do get money. 
So, so when teams win games in the NCAA tournament, their conferences get money. Get paid. One of the biggest parts of the success and the the, the meteoric rise of Gonzaga is that the West Coast Conference has decided to prop Gonzaga up. So Gonzaga has been pretty much the only WCC team winning games in the tournament, and they've won a whole bunch of games in the tournament. They've made the multiple Final Fours over the last 20 years. They played the championship game a couple years ago right. where they got manhandled by Baylor. <laughs> but the WCC has decided when Gonzaga is winning the games that they get the, the lion's share of those winnings from the NCAA tournament. Other leagues decide to spread the, the wealth all around. But you do get money for winning the play-in game. So it would objectively help the league from a financial perspective. On the other hand, I think it puts you way behind the eight ball. Like, the the, the odds makers tonight have Montana State having a one out of five chance of winning. That's bad percentage. Snowball's chance. But that's one out of five. Right. You have, uh, what, one out of however many matchups there's ever been between one and 16 seeds. Of winning. There's only been one 16 seed to ever beat a one seed ever. If you're playing in that play-in game, you are getting Kansas if you win that play-in game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's 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 zoom out and unpack some of this, Coulter. The success to recruiting is what? I mean, fit, talent, winning, winning. Sure. Right? Yeah. It's one. It's it's one of the 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 things that is a selling point. I always feel that Montana men's basketball are one or two players away from being better than where they are as a mid-major. If you were to win a couple of play-in games, that's an attractant to a kid who's borderline a mid-major or wanting to be an all-star at the D2 level, right? It helps with recruiting and getting one of those two out of high school or a portal transfer in the house when you are able to say, I've won this, we've won these games. Uh, winning is the elixir to so many different things. And regardless if it's a play-in game, it's stand-up in court. It was an NCAA tournament win. Whether it's, you know, as the 66th team, 65th team, or 64th team, irrelevant. You won, and you've moved on. You made some cheddar along the way. But you have also now are starting to build a resume off of, off of that type of win. The other thing, I, I, there, here's the other two things that I've thought of that are eluding the Big Sky Conference. Speak to I, I Actually, I, there's three factors that I've thought of over the last couple of days. One, because Montana and Montana State particularly, but even Eastern Washington a little bit as well, and Weber State certainly, they all have great home court advantages. They're all tough places to play, and they're tough places to get to. Get to. I, I agree with that. Weber's easier to get to because it's right outside Salt Lake City. But Montana and Montana State are tough to get to, especially the expense that it costs to get into those cities in November, December, January, when people are coming here for a variety of different winter activities, the holidays, all of it. That's very mm -hmm. expensive. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for the Cats and the Grizz to schedule non-conference games at home. Mm -hmm. So the, prime, the, the premier opponents that the, these teams play, they're always on the road. That, that then puts them behind the eight ball early in the season. Like the, the Grizz played Gonzaga this year. The Cats played... Um, Arizona, but they both were road games during the non-conference. So mm -hmm. that, that's one thing. I, I think it puts you behind in terms of knowing how you can compete uh, with some of the best uh, in in the uh, in the country. Mm -hmm. The second thing I think is that I think there's this d distinct front runner mentality for the team that's going to be the the champion of the Big Sky. They are take like Montana State, for example, as the reigning champion last year. Coming into this year, they return a bunch of guys. They know they're taking everybody's best punch, but they are the the top dog, and everybody else is the underdog trying to knock them off. It's a distinct shift when they get in the tournament because they have to become 
the underdog. That, that's where I think some of these schools like Princeton and Colgate and stuff, they're underdogs already because they're in these big metro areas where they are overlooked. Nobody's paying attention to them. I think it's really tough, especially for the Montana schools, they're like the pro teams of where they're from, mm-hmm. to then become the underdog. Whereas Colgate's used to be in the underdog. Nobody pays attention to Colgate because they're paying attention to St. John's and Xavier and totally. you know on down the pit and everybody in the Big East and all these other schools, whereas everybody here is paying attention to the Cats, the Grizz. All that. So what do you think of that element? It is sort of a, a diametric shift that has to happen in your mentality. I kind of like that. I think I, I think there's some there's something to be said to that. There's also the underdog factor of when you look at where some of these places, uh, some of these other schools are at in universities, uh, colleges and universities culture, there's also a larger just basketball culture around For them, sure. period. Which then it, it can kind of popcorn into what you're saying. Yeah. Um, because it's just it's 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 a different mentality, and I think that when you have when you go from big dog to becoming the hydrant under a big dog, it's a, it's 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 a different situation, especially when you have the cloud over your head. You're expected to lose this game, like like I don't care who you are, what your coach is. You're the 15th seed. You're just a warm up for number two, and there's just this almost preconceived, like damn, we're we're just here to because we're here. And I'm not saying that these young people think that way, but the pundits do, the, right, the broadcasters right, do, right. you know, as Sports Illustrated does. So there's just this interesting um, perspective to be engaged in. Well, you look at, I'm always trying to compare like opponents or, or I guess like situations. Oral Roberts went to the Sweet 16 last year yep. as a 15 seed, right? That, that's been like what the big sky gets is a 15, right? Oral Roberts made a run. Abilene Christian, as a 14 seed, they knocked off Texas, and then they were competitive in their next game. Mm-hmm. But you look at those two schools, they're in Texas. Again, same dynamic where these are guys mostly from Texas who didn't get recruited by Texas and Texas A&M mm-hmm. and Baylor and Houston and all these premier programs. So they already have that chip. They already have the underdog that mentality. Edge. And uh, I think it's just tough for the big sky. Then the last thing I thought of was that – the league lacks a true identity. That's what makes following the league fun because the Grizz and Eastern Washington and Weber State and Montana State all play way different. The team that plays the style that would translate the best to the NCAA tournament is Eastern Washington. That's why Eastern Washington has been competitive in their two trips to the NCAAs uh, over the last uh, you know five, six, seven years. Eastern lost 84-74 to Georgetown mm-hmm. in 2015. Mm-hmm. And then they took Kansas all the way down the wire, and they lost 93-84. But either way, e- Eastern scoring in the 70s and 80s in their two last two appearances in the NCAA tournament. Because Eastern runs a spread-out offense that's based on skill and shooting, and they're not trying to bruise you and bully you and out-physical you. I think that's where, especially the Grizz, sort of fall flat. Like, those great Grizz teams led by Ahmad Rory, Michael Oguine, Bobby Moorhead, those teams were defensive teams. Okay, you went to the NCAA tournament, you held Michigan to 61 points. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. You lost by 14 points because you couldn't score. Mm -hmm. Getting into a game where you're going back and forth and scoring is the way that you can beat a Kansas. You can beat a a, a Villanova, Georgetown. It's not Ding them up. You're not going to suffocate them and win 61-57. You're just not. So I think that's the third part of it is I think that the league doesn't have a defined identity. Hmm. There's definitive identities for each of the league's powers. Sometimes one of the schools is just better to send on to the big dance. Like when you watch the Ivy League champion, it doesn't matter if it's Princeton or Penn 
or Colombia, you know, Colombia, yes, or, or whatever. Like they, every time in the NCAA tournament, the Ivy League teams look the same. Just put a different name on the front of the jersey. They might have a little bit of variance in what they do, but not really. They're going to be crisp offensively, sweet half court sets, pass the ball really well, shoot the ball really well, good zone defenses. Because that's what the league that's is about, it, exactly, right? Exactly. Like the, the American East Conference that Colgate's in. Okay, let's say Colgate doesn't win it one year. Who's gonna? What's that team gonna look like? They're gonna have sweet guards. They're gonna shoot it. Veteran guys, all that stuff. Montana and Montana State and these schools, they, 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 there's no identity to the league. I think mm-hmm. that's one thing they're lacking when they go in the tournament as well. That's a good way. I, I love it. I like that lens that you choose to look through, my friend. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio. It's our tournament takeover. Our bracket challenge is rolling as well. Got to th- say thanks to our good friends down at Katie O'Keefe's. If you're on the way to watch all the madness of the NCAA tournament, don't bicker over where to eat. Just get what you want and take it to Katie O'Keefe's. Katie O'Keefe's has dozens of uh, stunning big screen TVs and the friendliest staff in town, serving up cold beer and cheap drinks all throughout the biggest basketball tournament of the year. There's no better place you should watch the NCAA tournament than Katie O'Keefe's. Don't argue over the food. Bring whatever you want to Katie O'Keefe's in the Stevens Center. Katie O'Keefe's, where the drinks are always cold and the people are always friendly. Uh, okay, so let's talk about tonight's matchup then. Kick it. Uh, Montana State plays Kansas State at 7.40 p.m. local time, 9.40 p.m. there on the uh, East Coast, live from Greensboro, North Carolina. By the way, Andrew Houghton will join us live from Greensboro via the telephone here in about 10 minutes. Kansas State, a three-seed Montana State, a 14 seed. It's Big 12 versus Big Sky for the second year in a row in the same seedings that we had last year as well. Montana State, though, comes into this game as a seven-and-a-half-point underdog. That's what the line has moved to. They lost 97-62 last year to Texas Tech. I don't think this is nearly as bad of a matchup as that is, but what do you think of that line, Rajim? Only seven-and-a-half for the Cats. I think if the Cats even come close to covering that line, it's a, it's a windfall accomplishment for them, right? It is. I, I, I think, you if know... the Cats lost this game 79-71 and covered, that would be enormous for Montana State. Actually, you know, it could come down to that because when you look at some of the stats that Montana State has put up, especially from beyond the, beyond the arc, like, they could shoot their way into this game or they can shoot their way out of this game. As far as three-point uh, uh, averages are considered, they shot almost 53% as a team on the season, which says a lot. And if you can extend some of those bigs out there and get those types of shots and they can they can bang on the inside for rebounds, for, for kickouts, extra second and third uh, attempts, that score isn't that far-fetched. I understand the names say something, but sure. let's look at the stats from within. What I do see as uh, going back to something you said in the, in the first hour, the physicality that K-State, the athleticism that they bring, I'm not sure Montana State's ready for that. Let's talk about the key matchups then in this game. There's three, there's three of them. One, I think it's the point guard matchup. And and here's here's something that Danny Sprinkle deserves a ton of credit for. Last year, Xavier Bishop was a huge uh, component to Montana State going to the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Xavier Bishop was one of the slickest scoring Swedish shooting point guards in the Big Sky Conference. He was the Big Sky Tournament MVP. But Xavier Bishop is is listed at 5'7". I mean, he is truly... Tiny. He is tiny. They had to hide him defensively last year in, in league play, let alone in the NCAA tournament. That's a bad matchup when you go to the NCAA tournament. Well, now, Montana State has a much more formidable point guard. Darius Brown, who was the Big Sky Defensive Player of the Year and uh, was a third-team All-League selection, he's like 6'2", 200. He's not, he is not a small point guard. He's a big point guard. 
that in itself, that upgrade in itself, is big for Montana State tonight. But he's also going to draw the toughest and I think most important matchup in this game. Marquise Noel of Kansas State is was a thirteen All American. Marquise mm-hmm. Noel is one of the most explosive point guards uh, in the country. He also though goes about five eight. So Darius Brown's going to have a size advantage in this matchup, but they're going to have to slow him down because if you watch Kansas State play, it's all about what the point guard does and the high ball screens and, and all that sort of stuff. So uh, Darius Brown, Marquise Noel, that's going to be a huge matchup in this game. And I think, bo- I mean, both the coaches know it. They talked about it yesterday. Yeah, well, I, I think as we speak about this young man in particular, uh, also one of the leading turnover machines on the team, right? Yeah, that's right. So like Kansas, and that's been Kansas State's Achilles heel. And that's the Achilles heel. And then when I look at uh, Montana State. Look at you, dude. Good research. I got you, you baby. You know the, nor- I the got you. I got you, man. Come on, son. Hey, uh, Columbia, right? Come on, baby. You pick Princeton. Uh, I, I, you, when you look at turnovers uh, and, and then how that transitions into points, I love Montana State in transition. For sure. Like, Rayquan Battles one of the best open court players in the country. The amount of ground that Montana State um, can cover off, uh, off turnovers um, will come into play. Also, Montana uh, State's um, ability to want to get to the rim which will draw files and draw contacts. They're also an excellent free-throw shooting team. Great free-throw shooting team, and that was like their biggest advantage in conference play was getting to the free-throw line. They got to the free-throw line more than anybody, and part of that is exactly what you're saying. They just get to the rim harder than anybody. And then when I look at how both teams ended the season, the momentous swing, when you win 15 of your last 16 going into conference play, you know, I don't care if you got a chip on your shoulder or swagger up your spine. You're playing for something, and you're you're looking to make something different. Even though I didn't pick Montana State to win this game, just because Kansas State is almost like monolithic in comparison, sure. it wouldn't surprise me if MSU pulls off this upset. And if they did, it would be like a six to eight point margin. It would be interesting, man. I'm I, just saying. I I, I, I did my homework. It would shock me, and I would probably fall over dead if Montana State won this game. I I I just because of us here in the state of Montana, like I always tell some of the young new reporters in town. What you're covering here doesn't matter at all to anybody in the world, but it means the world to the people you're covering it for here in Montana. It would be great for anybody in the state of Montana if Montana State was to go win. I do think it's uphill sledding, though. Um, the other two matchups we got to highlight, first of all, the bigs. That's the other part that I think is such a huge transition point for Montana State. They've beaten up this conference the last two years because they got the two best big guys in the league in Jabril Bello and Great Osobar. Well, Jabril Bell and Great Osbar, both of them 6'9", 240. That's big in the big sky. It's not big that's when you get not to this. Big, that's not big for Kansas. I mean, Kansas, they, Kansas, Kansas State, State. I mean, they got a 7-footer. They got another 6'11 guy in the front court. So it's not even about those guys dominating, though. It's just about those guys being able to stay on the court, right? Like, they just got to be able to get into the post, get the ball, pass it out so Montana State can run their stuff. They just got to be able to hang on the court athletically. That's And I think that's when the, the, the pendulum swing and as far as advantage goes back to Kansas State because their bigs are bigger. Their bigs are also more athletic than their 6'9", 240 uh, guys. Uh, and I think that that's where Montana State will have more of a struggle which then hinders their inside-out game for them to shoot as many three-pointers and attempt to make them. So um, I think it's actually one of the better opening round matchups um, regardless of the seeding. Well, as now our tournament takeover continues, thanks to Palmer's Drug and, Lo- and Lolo Drug, let uh, local pharmacies show you what they can do for you. It's just uh, such a huge improvement in terms of the pricing, the times, the delivery procedure, and just, you know, shopping from your friends and neighbors. Go check out Palmer's Drug on uh, Southwest Higgins as well as Lolo Drug right when you get into town there uh, in Lolo on Glacier Drive right off of Highway 93. Rajim Seabrook in studio with me, Coulter Waz. Uh- 
Uh, last matchup to highlight before we take a break, Andrew Houghton coming up uh, here in just a minute. He'll come on the show live from Greensboro, North Carolina. The coaches, Jerome Tang's done a great job at Kansas State. Kansas State, the last time they were in the NCAA tournament, they were uh, a four seed. They lost that game. That then led to uh, the dismantling of their coaching staff, and they were sort of then in uh, purgatory for a couple years. Now Jerome Tang, who was uh, one of the top assistants at Baylor for almost 20 years, he takes the head coaching job. With him, he brings one of the great transfer acquisitions ever in the transfer portal era. Keontae Johnson was at one time Mm. a top 40 recruit. He was an all-SEC player at Florida. He was the SEC preseason player of the year two years ago. Most people thought he was going to the NBA. Instead, he goes to play his final season at Kansas State, and that's because he wanted to play for Jerome Tang. So Tang's done a great job in his first season at Kansas State. But Danny Sprinkle has done an unbelievable job in his, his fourth season at Montana State. They've been in the Big Sky Tournament Championship game three years in a row, and uh, it's been unquestionably, I think, the the golden era of Bobcat basketball. So we'll see if that can continue tonight. Montana State, Kansas State. It's a cat battle, a little cat scratch fever. Cats versus cats, baby. You can hear Tommy laughing through the glass. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio. We will go live from Greensboro, North Carolina. Right after this, don't change that dial. Keep it right here. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Radio. Rajee was just eating some plain rice crackers with some hot sauce on there. And uh, we were having a debate over hot sauce. Now, my family comes from the Southwest. My my parents grew up in Arizona. My dad was born and raised in Sedona, Arizona. Uh, so Southwestern flavor, Southwestern food, plenty of Mexican food in my house growing up. I love salsas. I don't like hot sauces, but you think you can convince me otherwise. Buddy, see, my family, origins from the Cari- pan-Caribbean. Yeah, yeah, so, right. So hot sauces. So hot are, sauces, yeah, yeah. you know, pastes, peppers, yeah, too, yeah, yeah, are a yeah, big yeah. part of our thing, uh, you know, food, diet, culture as well. Do you like rum? No. See, that's interesting. Like, my family wants to disown me because of that. It's like, so interesting because I only drank, like, uh, quote-unquote, American rum when I was, uh, you know, yeah, college kid or whatever, and it was awful. It was horrible. I hated it every time. But then I got a bottle of rum from Panama. It's good. So good. It's so. I mean, it's delicious. I just turn into Jack Sparrow <laughs> like when I do this stuff. I, <laughs> you know, all no, right, I right. just, I just don't do. I just can't do it. Every, you know, family functions, rum is out. I'm, I'm a, I'm. I, I use the key that opens nothing. Whiskey. You know what I mean. <laughs> I'm still on that one. A conversation to be continued throughout the rest of the waters. Now, we go down to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in our guy, our producer here at ESPN MT, as well as uh, contributing writer at Skyline Sports. Uh, I'll have a story with uh, Andrew Houghton up on SkylineSportsMT.com just right after this show. He just sent it to me, so we'll get it all uploaded and posted. Uh, but he's there covering this action for us at the NCAA tournament from Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, Andrew, what's up, my man? How you doing? 
Doing good, man. How are you guys? Very good. First of all, uh, just start with the action you saw today. I, I guess you've had two games completely in the books and then maybe one that started. I don't know where you guys are at in terms of the, the action, but you saw one of the most exciting games of the second day of the NCAA tournament between Xavier and Kennesaw State, the 14th seed, uh, take Xavier down the wire. So what did you think of your action you saw so far today? Yeah, not only a uh, an exciting game, but a potentially historic game. Kennesaw State was making their NCAA tournament debut, Coulter, and that was the first game here in Greensboro this morning. I come walking in, and they're up 10 points in the second half. Uh, immediately after that, go into about a six-minute scoring drought, and Xavier just kind of grinds all the way back. But it was a great and exciting and close game down the stretch for that one. And then, of course, after you get the excitement of that one, you have a 14 seed nearly knocking off the three. You have a great close finish in that one. Uh, got a snooze fest between Pitt and Iowa State. Watched Iowa State shoot 22% <laughs> from the field. Yep. Lose it by 20, so not too much to write home about from that one. I can check the monitor here. We're about halfway through the first half of Providence, Kentucky, with the Friars holding a slim lead uh, in that one. So I'm headed back out to the floor to watch the end of that one after we get off this call. Well, very good. Uh, One of my upset specials of the day was VCU. That didn't go so well. The other one, though, was Pitt, and that did go well. So Pitt into the second round. I'm so excited. Uh, about that selection. Uh, Kennesaw State, uh, this is so interesting because we've now seen, as we sort of build, this is why March Madness is so fun, we're building, building, building toward this game with the Big Sky Conference representative in Montana State uh, taking on third seed of Kansas State here at 740 local time here in Montana, 940 out there on the East Coast from Greensboro. But we've seen Princeton knock off Arizona. We've seen... Uh, Kennesaw State take Xavier down to the wire. We've seen Furman beat Virginia. And uh, it, it sort of builds and builds and builds. I think that puts, I don't know how much Montana State's actually paid attention to any of these results from today, but I do think from a national perspective, it does put some pressure on the Cats because we've seen teams with the exact same season, the exact same challenging draws perform well. So, I mean, just talk about that factor of this, Andrew. I mean, uh, the, the fact that you already saw a 14 seed take a three seed down the wire today, does that heighten your expectations for what you're going to see tonight? Uh, it's a great question, Coulter. It's actually one that I thought about asking Danny Sprinkle yesterday in the press conference because I think the, the Furman-Virginia game was final. Right. By the time Danny Sprinkle and, and the Cats players took the stand at the press conference, uh, I, I wanted to ask them just how that affects their mindset. I'm not sure they would tell you much of anything for me, Coulter. Um, I don't think, it, I, you know, I think that I have analyzed these teams enough to think what I think about these two teams right. specifically and not have that be influenced by what's happening in the other games, right? I, You know, I try to keep my thinking um, as objective as possible to what I have already analyzed about those teams. But on a more national stage, of course I think it does. I mean, and, and last night, you know, I was watching the fifth, uh, the 16th seed Northern Kentucky play Houston close throughout the entire right. second half. I, I um, You know, if you're just sitting at home watching all these games, you're thinking, well, the 14th seed should be in this game. You want us now? ESPN Radio, Andrew Houghton joining us on the Rangish Brothers RV phone line, part of our tournament takeover. Thanks to all of our great sponsors at the tournament takeover, including... Our great friends at Katie O'Keefe are also one of the presenting sponsors of our Bracket Challenge. Katie O'Keefe has dozens of big screen TVs and the friendliest staff in town serving up cold beers and cheap drinks all throughout the biggest basketball tournament of the year. 
don't argue over where you're going to go based on the food. Everybody, just get whatever you want. Whether you bring it from home, you order it in, you pick it up. You take anything and everything to Katie O'Keefe's. Hang out there at the Stevens Center, Katie O'Keefe's, where the drinks are always cold and the people are always friendly. It's funny, too, because one of the most fun parts of our job, Andrew, is just sort of having the, the task of, but then also the enjoyment of, knowing so much about the squads as we prepare for these games that we cover and then cover. And, you know, I mean, that, that's one of the parts I love about it. Sports are just inherently so much more fun to watch when the subjects are familiar. And you've gotten a chance to watch Kansas State shoot around, Montana State shoot around. You've been in press conferences talking uh, to each one uh, of the players and coaches uh, from these teams. And so uh, as this has evolved, I know you dove in before you left on Tuesday night watching some K-State games and writing some great scouting reports at Skyline. Um, How has your opinion of Kansas State and also how has your opinion of this matchup evolved? Where are you at right now here uh, just a couple hours before tip? Well, I think for me, Coulter, seeing them in person, the biggest thing it's done for me about Kansas State is it just sort of cements that image in my mind, that, that opinion that I have, that they're they're just a really good team, right? They they know what they're about. Um, I think Jerome Tang has really hit a chord with this team. Um, you know, listen to his players talk about him in the press conference yesterday. And also, Coulter, you know, they've got some motivation as well. I think they were picked ninth or 10th in the Big 12 this year, so they were talking about that as well. But just watching them go through the motions and shoot around yesterday, you don't see anything that would, um, I guess what I'm trying to say here is you don't see anything that you're like, that looks like a weakness just from watching them, right? Sure. Uh, They're just really professional, uh, really clearly talented, really confident on the stage, obviously. And that's been the biggest thing for me about Kansas State, which, uh, of course, was the team I was paying the most attention to here yesterday. It took me about four days of going through previous NCAA tournament stuff And then it dawned on me because I started looking at Kansas State's NCAA tournament history, and I was trying to think of if there was a parallel to draw to a 13 or 14 seed that's like Montana State that's pulled an upset. Uh, And, you know, this is such a broad parameter to try to to narrow down. But the, the, the team that sort of I settled upon, ironically was Russ Turner's UC Irvine team in 2019 that won a game in the NCAA tournament. Who did they beat? Kansas State. The Wildcats were a four seed that year, and that was the last time Kansas State has played in the NCAA tournament until about two hours from right now. So, uh, I mean, the reason there's parallels between UC Irvine and and Montana State, uh, Big West, Big Sky, so pure sort of conferences, Russ Turner, UC Irvine's head coach, uh, sort of built in a similar mode to Danny Sprinkle, although Russ Turner, uh, an incomparable suit game. He's, he's Jay Wright-esque in his suit game for sure. Um, and, you know, just sort of the style that they play. Physical, rebound the basketball, point guards, all that sort of stuff. That said, 2019 was a long time ago, and uh, it was in the olden times before the world changed as well. There's nobody really associated with this Kansas State team that has any affiliation with that 2019 Kansas State team that lost to UC Irvine, but that was the the parallel that I came up with. Uh, Andrew Houghton joining us here uh, on the uh, Rangish Brothers RV phone line. He's coming to us live from Greensboro, North Carolina. 
happy to have him uh, on the scene there uh, as we approach the final game of the first round there in Greensboro between Montana State and Kansas State. Uh, Andrew, you broke this thing down so well. We know about the point guard matchup. We know about the coaching duel. We know about uh, Montana State's big men trying to to hang in the post and, and uh, you know dictate the action in the paint. Uh, any final things to add, or where, where what's your final uh, talking points just about this Montana State Kansas State game uh, as we're now less than two hours here on the horizon? Yeah, well, listen to you guys break that down in the earlier segment. I think obviously for another matchup to look at. Uh, not sure how much these two guys will be guarding each other, but Keontae Johnson against Raekwon Battle. If you're just for sure tuning into this game, if you don't know a ton about either of these two teams, if you don't want to break it down that granularly, just keep your eyes on those two guys, and I think they probably will be guarding each other a fair amount. So there's that one. And, and for Montana State, I would just say, you know, there's not really much else to be said uh, with, with uh, this little time to go before the game. Just embrace the atmosphere. Uh, you know, this has been a great crowd all day in Greensboro. The Kentucky fans are here for this game. They're big blue nations packing out the stands right now to watch them play Providence. Keep that energy coming over from this first game and just go out there go out there and embrace it. I, I guess that's all I would say. Cats galore. Kentucky leads Providence 24-21 to 21 right now. Uh, six minutes to go in the first half. Kentucky's the Wildcats. Kansas State, also the Wildcats. Montana State, the Bobcats. So there's a lot of cats rolling around there uh, in Greensboro, North Carolina. Andrew Houghton here on Nuanas Now. Thanks, man. Really appreciate it and really enjoy yourself tonight. And uh, we'll catch up with you soon. But uh, thanks so much for making some time for us here today. You got it, Coulter. Everybody keep it locked to SkylineSportsMT.com. We'll have some post-game coverage for you as well whenever this one wraps up. But good talking with you, man. Our tournament takeover presented in part by Uptop Clothing. Uptop Clothing is offering $5 off all purchases if you use the promo code ESPN5 at teamuptop.com. So go check out all their great merchandise and also keep it tuned right here because they're giving away over $500 worth of merchandise here as the NCAA tournament uh, carries on. Teamuptop.com, Uptop Clothing, reminding you take a step back and enjoy the moment. Some thoughts about what Raekwon battle means to people in the Northwestern United States, particularly the indigenous folks around these parts, as well as some final thoughts on the big sky in the big dance. We'll finish up here on your St. Patrick's Day Friday. Keep it right here. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company on behalf of both ESPN Missoula and Skyline Sports. Here with some of our friends from Blackfoot Communications, one of our great business partners at both entities. They've done so much for us in helping us develop so many different things at Skyline Sports. Also help bring you our ESPN Radio podcast network as well. We're here with Hannah Kreiss from Blackfoot Communications. She is a business development representative. Tell people just about your history at Blackfoot. How long have you been at Blackfoot? Yeah, I've been at Blackfoot three years now. When it comes to just uh, your actual job title, what is it that you do? I mean, what is your primary things that uh, go on in your day-to-day at Blackfoot? Yeah, so I target and work with small businesses um, and just helping them get connected to internet and phone services, just smaller grade equipment and services that they might need and not all of the bigger enterprise. What's your favorite part about your job at Blackfoot? 
I like connecting with people and meeting new people and going out and just having those conversations and getting to know them in the community. And how about just the organization in general? I mean, it, it seems like such a great company to work for. Yeah, absolutely. It's very community-based, um, very family-oriented inside as well, and it's definitely very enjoyable. If you want to find out more about Blackfoot Communications in general, visit goblackfoot.com. Great website, very easy to navigate. They can help you with all sorts of things from small business development to any sort of fiber, internet, communications, anything like that. Small business networking, all of it. Visit goblackfoot.com. Nuwana is now on ESPN Radio with special guest, Raju Zebrook. Uh, what's the best news of the day? Have Tell you seen me. the movie Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah, too many times. All right, it's, it's it's 20 years old this year, and they're doing a 20th anniversary film screening. It was selected to be at the Denison Theater, and live Q&A meet and greet with Napoleon, <laughs> Uncle Rico, and Pedro. Which is awesome because I have a vote for Pedro shirt, <laughs> and I also have a shirt that says, I could have thrown the ball over the mountains. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> You guys, we're going to go. We're going to do the show live with 20 Napoleon. years for Napoleon. Isn't, Isn't that crazy? Trip? Well, that's funny because August 11th of this year marks the 50 year anniversary of hip hop. Wow. Like, bingo. Sugar Half Hill a century, Day, baby. You double Dutch gang, baby. You know what's up? Uh, we have something important to talk about. Nuana's now ESPN Radio. Yeah, we just talked about it. Come on, <laughs> Colton. That is also so important. We I actually really. Uh, we really will do that if that's a, an option. Uh, I was putting together our EB Craney Awards reel, um, and it is really incredible how much we've been able to expand and take this show on the road. And that's so much a credit to Tommy and Jeff and Andrew and everybody that works on our production team. Uh, but it's pretty sweet to be able to go live from Greensboro, North Carolina, and San Diego, California, and Portland, Oregon, and on down the line. So uh, pretty fun, and uh, thanks to everybody that makes that happen. Missed anything in today's show? You can always find it on Nuanas Now. Uh, podcast proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, goblackfoot.com, the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the Montana State Bookstore, your best place to pick up your blue and gold on game day or any day if you're on the Montana State campus. Rajim, only about five minutes left here in the show. So sad. Um, this is a, I, I, I thought this was a, a poignant point that needs to be made at a higher level, and I actually um, made sure to get this story in front of uh, as many national people as I could. And so I hope tonight they at least acknowledge it, not on my perspective, but just on the perspective of this young man. Raekwon Battle is not only one of the best players on Montana State, one of the best players in the Big Sky Conference, he also is a proud representative of the Tulalip tribe in western Washington. Uh, the Tulalip Reservation, uh, home to a variety of, of different Indian tribes. But Raekwon Battle is the lone Native American representative in the men's basketball tournament. I think there's like nine Native American females in the women's basketball tournament, but only one from the men's basketball tournament. I have a feature up on SkylineSportsMT.com. It's brilliant. That uh, I, I think I, it's more than that, though. It's just important because... <laughs> You're welcome. The, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but stories like that are easy to write because they are important. Like this young man has moved to Montana... Mm-hmm. Where there's a significant Native American population, especially per capita among most states in the in the country. Absolutely. And there's a lot of rival Indian tribes in Montana. But I think that the the rivalries have become uh, secondary to just maintaining or at least uh, trying to find a way to connect to the culture and bring it forward. Raekwon Battle playing at Montana State, <laughs> he has garnered so many fans, period, but a lot of indigenous heritage. He's fully embraced that, and I think that that's so cool because he could turn a blind eye and just say, hey, 
I'm here to represent my people, not the Blackfeet people, not the Crow people, not the Rocky Boy people. But he's fully embraced all of it. And he fully not only acknowledges it, accepts it, but he does embrace it. And he cherishes takes it. Takes, his, takes it on his shoulder. I mean, I asked him, I said, do you think about this, man? And he said, I think about it every day. That's why I play. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. Mm-hmm. I just think it's so cool for him. And I hope they acknowledge it on the broadcast tonight because... It's an enormous deal, man, to be the only person representing not only for your people, but for people all across the country of indigenous heritage. It's it's amazing. Well, not only that, excelling at a game that your your people originated for and sure. created. Like let's and, let's and, have and, a historical moment, and, folks. And, like and used as such a conduit for so many things in your culture too, right? Absolutely. Um, and there's a beautiful part to that story, but there's also a, a, a weird side to that. Like here's a game created by the indigenous people. Yet there's only one person in the country on a team. That's I mean, and granted, there are hundreds of other universities where the the, sure. the populaces could be different. Yep. But you know, we're, we're this is a polarizing moment that you brought you know through your article and now through this uh, engagement sure. right here. Um, I think it's a beautiful moment, and I think it's a moment that that um, as you said with the following. Um, I think it's important for the young people to see themselves in the room, right? Like this, like this may be a catalyst for some young person, male or female, to say, "Wow, I see myself in Raekwon. I would like to aspire to be." And whether that's sports, politics, education, yep. Yep. religion, theology, chemistry, underwater basket weaving—I don't care. It's a it's a great face for others to um, um, latch onto and say. Yep. I, I can be of that ilk. Yep. I can do a, what he does or he or she or they. Raekwon Battle, Cola Bad Bear, both at Montana State, they deserve such an enormous amount of credit because they've not only embraced this uh, platform, but they've also become advocates. Uh, yes. Cola Bad Bear is basically the face of No More Stolen Sisters, uh, the initiative to, to limit and hopefully eliminate human trafficking uh, in Montana. But also to shed light on the amount of indigenous women that do go missing that's never reported. Never reported. And CNN doesn't cover it. Fox News doesn't cover it. NBC doesn't cover it. And that initiative has expanded to no more stolen relatives because Raekwon Battle has taken a stand against this as well. And to me, that's what it's all about, is 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 understanding and having the perspective to represent for something that's greater than yourself. That's, that's amazing. That's what culture is. That's how culture is created. So uh, those young people, they deserve an unbelievable amount of credit. And I, hope, strength. I hope that the uh, the national broadcast acknowledges that. Either way, go check out the feature, SkylineSportsMT.com. It's also on MSUBobcats.com as well. And... Uh, I told it because I just think that it's it's unbelievably impressive and uh, very important. Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com.